To express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Fashion is art, and you are the canvas. Hello, and welcome to Express Yourself. We are a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. I'm Andrea Smith, and today's show is about high fashion, acting, and comedy. But first off, Be The Star You Are has recently begun our 22nd year of service. We want to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported BTSYA over the years. We are so thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit www.btsya.org. Every dollar counts and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. I'm Siri Panindra, and during the pandemic, as part of our disaster relief outreach program, Be The Star You Are showcases authors, actors, artists, and many, many other creatives who have had their performances canceled due to the pandemic. So make sure you're tuned in to Wednesdays with Writers and Performers, as well as Super Smart Sundays, both broadcasting right here on the Voice America Network. Today, we have a fantastic show planned for you, and it revolves around high fashion, comedy, and acting. In segment two, you'll meet Russian fashion supermodel Eugenia Kuzmina, and in segment three, we will have a conversation about today's fashion trends. Right now, we are so excited to welcome Maggie with his segment, The American Connection. Hi, I'm Maggie Campioni with The American Connection. Today, I'm going to talk about fashion. Personally, I love fashion. I love experimenting with clothes and finding a personal style. But is there a connection? Well, let's take a look. Here's some history of clothing. Clothes were first worn for protection. Whether it was extreme weather situations, such as a heat wave or the ice age, or protection against animals, such as camouflage, people used it to save themselves in any bad situation. Later on, clothing could be used for social status, such as royalty wearing, wearing purple because it was the most expensive dye. In ancient China, emperors would wear yellow to signify connection to the earth. Later on, as, clo- as clothing materials became more accessible, clothes evolved into anything from an art form to a way for people to be able to breathe in space. 
Did you know that trends can become popular due to the economy? For example, when there was more fabric that was accessible, cuffed jeans become pop- became popular. And in the 90s, the punk style became popular because college students and young adults could get cheap leather jackets and really anything made out of faux or real leather. This was because the greasers from the 50s and 60s were grown up and could donate their own their old clothes to thrift stores or give them to their children or grandchildren as a hand-me-down. This is a way that clothes can connect generations, along with a way that styles can be reinvented depending on the financial situation or the culture in that point in time. Along with that, like I stated before, clothes can be a way to express yourself. Nowadays, there are so many different types of clothes that you can wear and different ways to get them. You could go thrifting and get some super cool shirt from the 90s. You could get a cozy hand-me-down sweater from your grandma. Or you could get a zip-up hoodie from Gap. Either way, you're picking clothes for yourself, not for other people's perception of you. I love clothes because you can develop your own personal style that's unique to you. Whether you love the fads of the time, like bucket hats or tennis skirts, or you love to just do you. In clothing, you can truly do what you want, and anything can look good in an outfit. Also, clothes can be used to strike up a conversation. For example, every time my dad sees someone wearing a Syracuse sweatshirt at his alma mater, he will always say, Go Cuse! Or whenever I see something that has my brother's high school on it, I will always start a conversation about that. I remember I was at a beach once, and someone saw that I was wearing a sweatshirt with the name of a summer camp I go to, and lo and behold... They had three kids that went there, one of which was a counselor. So that's one connection, but can we find another one? Well, the answer is yes. Have you ever looked at an old yearbook or gone through old family photos and you hear your family member saying something along the lines of, I can't believe I wore that. Well, I have too. But here's the thing. If we look at old photos, aren't some of the styles coming back? Like Doc Martens or vintage sweatshirts. From the 90s, we can see that almost everything is coming back. The hair, the makeup, the bags. From the early 2000s, we can see that trends from them are coming back like baby t-shirts or tracksuits. Think Mean Girls. Because of that, we can talk about clothes with our parents, aunts, uncles, or even grandparents. Along with that, we can also talk about, well, our less amazing outfits. For me, it was the patterned leggings I wore when I was younger. The horse shirts I wore or the graphic t-shirts and things like let your smile change the world but don't let the world change your smile and the occasional tutu. Iconic but not the best fashion choice on my part. For my mom it was this hideous, as she puts it, pink bubble flower jumpsuit and though it was from the 80s it wasn't retro or vintage. It's just she says oh whoops. So yes, clothes can connect people. Whether it's through different generations, or whether it's a conversation starter or a fashion whoops, we can all connect to people through fashion and clothing. I hope you enjoyed this, and remember to stay connected. Wow, Maggie, I loved your segment, and I think it was so cool how you found how clothing can connect us all together, and that just makes me think about the COVID-19 right now and the pandemic and how um, fashion, especially like just through masks and like um, just the way people are expressing themselves right now, I think it's definitely a way that it can unite us all together during this hard time. And um, I was curious, what's your favorite place to buy clothes? 
So I really love Urban Outfitters. I think... Um, oh, me too. I love Urban Outfitters. So I usually shop online because there isn't really a store where I live and because global pandemic. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that their clothes are really cute. And I also love that they carry records. I recently got a record player and I'm trying to build up my collection. Oh. Yeah, it's really cool. And they have like really cute bedding. I don't know. It's expensive, which is very annoying, but it's very cute. I also um, do want to get into thrifting because it's cheap and sustainable. And um, we're, I want to like do my part in helping the environment. Yeah, that's a great initiative. And I also love Urban Outfitters, so we already have something in common. Um, so tell us about your experiences for making clothes from scratch. So... Okay, um, a couple months ago, I made a dress with my grandma. So I went to a fabric store, and I picked up this really pretty, like, purple checkered fabric. And then went to another store to get a pattern. But so with the pattern, it was like a um, kind of like kind of fit and flare, like, um, mini dress. But I wanted it to be more, like, straight down. And I also wanted it to have a straight neckline instead of a, like, I think... I don't really know what it's called, but it, like, went down and then up. I, I don't know. That's, um, that's a horrible distir- description. So um, with the pattern, after we, like, cut out all the pieces, I modified it a little bit. So technically it was an original design, and I thought that that was really cool. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun to make that, and I learned a lot about sewing and just, like, making your own clothes and picking up patterns and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. Oh, wow. I love that. Um, I, that makes me, that reminds me of when I used to do this fashion camp every summer. And I remember in middle school, I would sew my own backpacks and like, it wasn't really a backpack, but it was like a little saddle type of deal. And, um, it was just so fun to be able to choose out your own prints and like make all the designs and stuff. And so why why did you start to be interested in clothing? Like, what sparked your interest in fashion? Well, I've always loved to draw. And I remember for one Christmas, my mom, or actually, I think it was either my grandma or my mom, got me this, like, fashion design book. It was, like, one of those, like, um, old, like, little kid, like, they had a, like, photo of, or they had, like, a sketch of a girl, and then, like, we have to draw oh, clothes on yeah. her. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know if anyone else, like, had something like that, but I got that for Christmas, and I remember I was, like, sitting in a corner of my room in a beanbag chair and just, like, sketching and drawing away, and it was, like, I don't know, I just loved that. And then um, I always just, like, loved looking at magazines or, like, just searching up for outfits and stuff like that. And also my mom has a really good style and my aunt does too. So I've guess so I guess I've just like always been kind of around style. It's always been like on my radar, so to say. And I don't know, I just really like developed a love for it. And I would like making clothes and drawing outfits, even though I would never like be able to make one of my own things. But yeah, it's just, it's always been of interest and I've always loved putting outfits together. So that's probably what sparked my interest. That's awesome. Um, 
you know, during my childhood, I also had like those little sketch things, so I can relate to you on that. Um, and I think fashion, it's just a way to express yourself, like you said, and it does connect people. So I'm going to share a little story, but yesterday um, I was meeting with my study group and um, two of us, we had the same exact sweatshirt and we were so happy by that. And I feel fashion does indeed connect people. Um, it just, it makes you happy and it's a way to express yourself. So I want to know your opinion on this. Do you think fashion is important in society and culture? Yes. I think fashion is very important in society and culture because, like, fashion... I mean, like, with... With fashion, like, can come change. Like, if one person made a bunch of clothes that have some sort of slogan on them, a bunch of people started to buy them that slogan would be on people's radar. People would know it, people would research it. So I think, yeah, fashion can inspire like systemic change. And like fashion has always been important to society and as has clothing, because like I said, clothing started off as protection. And now even though it's become less of a protective thing or or like at least where we live and more of a like artistic thing, I think it's still important, but I think mostly like fashion can inspire systemic change, especially if it's like, especially if enough people like see it. And so, yes, I do think that fashion is important to society and culture, but I think, um, but there, but I think fashion isn't the most, like, pivotal thing. Mm-hmm. Or also another thing, like, fashion and, like, makeup, I remember, I think the suffragettes, I rem- like, for Votes for Women, they would always wear, like, bright red lipstick or something that was bright red. I think I remembered hearing this, and that was, like, a way that they could communicate. So, I don't know. I think, yeah. yes, fashion is yeah, that's that's a really good point you made. And I feel, you know, fashion's like a means of self-expression and it's a way to express your personality and it helps you boost your confidence. So definitely, I agree with you on that fashion plays a really important role in society and culture. And again, thank you so much, Maggie. I really enjoyed our conversation. I wish it could go longer because I would love to talk about fashion 24-7. Um, But unfortunately, we are out of time. Listeners, show your love for more segments by donating to the BTSYA 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program at bethestarur.org. And keep listening for more as we interview Russian supermodel Eugenia Kuzumna in the next segment. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. 
you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryant and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america listening to express yourself on the voice america kids channel where teens talk and the world listens express yourself is produced by star style productions llc as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity for more information about our show visit expressyourselfteenradio.com now back to our star teens thanks for staying with us here at express yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm so excited to welcome onto the show Eugenia Kuzma, a Russian-American actress, comedian, and model. She was training to be a professional ice skater when at 13 years old, she was pulled out from a group of kids in her school to appear in a Russian version of SNL Era Lash. And after appearing in commercials for Coca-Cola, L'Oreal, and Wrigley's in Moscow, she was noticed by a scout at Natalie Models Europe. She signed a contract and moved to Paris at the age of 15 to work with many brands including Dior, Armani, L'Oreal, Vogue, among many others. And she has also appeared in several films including Isn't It Romantic alongside Rebel Wilson, Dirty Grandpa opposite Zac Efron, Likeness, and so many more. And she also has several TV credits, including Spy City, True Blood, The Comeback, and many others. She is very passionate about comedy and performs stand-up comedy frequently at the Comedy Store and the Laugh Factory. Eugenia resides in Los Angeles with her husband, Bill Block, and three children. Hi, Eugenia, and welcome to Express Yourself. Hi, guys. It's so nice to connect with you, and I love the name of the show, Express Yourself. I feel it's so important, especially in 2020, and uh, really excited to chat with you and uh, connect to all the listeners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you on with us today. So let's begin by talking about your story. 
So your father was a renowned nuclear physicist who was one of the first responders to the Chernobyl disaster, and your mother is a former scientist. So I'm curious, what got you into modeling and acting, and who was your role model growing up? Thank you so much for the question. Um, it's such a great question. You know, I think um, there's so many role models that I had growing up, but of course my dad, you know, with all that he's done, and he was really passionate about ecology and social studies. And, you know, even though he worked for the government in post-Soviet Russia, his biggest passion was always, you know, environmental issues. So we learned a lot about, you know, like non-litter and anti-plastic things. And I, I kind of instilled my love for nature and for humanity in much bigger sense. Of course, you know, when they went to uh, be the first responders to Chernobyl, the disaster was so big and there were a lot of controversy about the government not releasing exact numbers. And, um, you know, it, it was interesting to grow up in that time and instead of Cinderella stories, kind of have those stories about like how to save humanity and what can we do better. Um, so he definitely instilled passion and curiosity and compassion in a lot of sense, I think, in, in our family. Um, and my mom, you know, she we grew up in post-Soviet times, so there was no entertainment, there's no modeling, no show business. There was mostly like four channels and uh, very deliberate, like you can almost say propaganda at that time, you know. Uh, we couldn't have a lot of free freedom of speech. Um, and it was always very interesting to kind of find, you know, like diversity and creativity in those circumstances. Um, and then I got into modeling just by accident. It was interesting because a lot of companies from U.S., and Europe were coming in the 1890s after the fall of, you know, the Soviet Russia and everything that happened with the revolution. And they were looking for girls to represent their brands who were local. And of course, that's how it started. And I was making more money than my dad at 13. So that was more of a motivation to support the family rather than anything else. Yeah, that's, that's so, so interesting. And you and were also, also so, young, so young, too. You were only 15 when you moved to Paris. And I was, like, wondering what what was running through your head, like, being, like, this was a completely new world for you and um, going into fashion and, I'm sure, performing in front of so many people, being in the spotlight. Um, what was it like for you? Were you excited or like, were you very nervous? And how did you get through that? Thank you for the question. I think all kind of feelings when you're 15 or like 13, you know, when you start out so young in this business, there's so many mixed emotions. And of course, you're not at the place where you really know who you are. You're still discovering that. I think being a teen, like in those you know, days and those um, when you are that old, you kind of try to find your grounding and who you are, and it's a it's a journey. So, um, you know, moving to a different country and signing contracts with adults, having to make choices about paying taxes and rents and everything else, it wasn't easy, especially when you come from a completely different 
you know, structure like regime in Soviet Union. We didn't have, you know, I didn't have a salary specifically. It was all divided, very different systems. So I didn't have education about money. And I think that's one thing that I try to teach my kids currently is their relationship to money and, you know, how to do savings and like, what do you deserve and things like that, uh, where you invest in that. I think our school system needs much more education, you know, practical education in that sense. Okay. So, yeah, when I moved to Paris, it was it was a lot. Um, you know, we lived in, modeling seemed very glamorous, but we lived actually in one bedroom apartment with six bunk beds and lots of girls. So it's very different from what you would expect to be. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. And that kind of, um, that brings me to my next question. Um, so you have worked with many brands, including Dior, Armani, L'Oreal, Vogue, among many others. So how do you cope under the pressures of being a model? And what qualities or traits do you believe are needed to succeed as a model? You know, it's interesting because when I started working, I had so much pressure to, you know, kind of pay my debt with the agency and also make money for my family back home. I lost my dad when I was 15, so I had to provide actually for my little sister and my mom who wasn't working at the time. And I wanted to succeed at any cost. You know, of course, you're in a highly competitive business where there's probably like 50 girls that show up and they choose just one. So you don't really know. And you over try. I try so hard. I develop anorexia. You know, my hair was falling out. I was not healthy. And thank God I had a really good mentor at the time. You know, when you're 15, you don't really know anything better. Um, and my parents were not with me. So she pulled me aside and she said, you have to get your priorities straight. You know, the most important thing is you have to be grounded. This business is just the work. It's not who you are. It's just, you know, something that you do. So you have to have something from outside that. She sent me home and, you know, I re-evaluated everything in my life. I knew that this was just the work. And if I'm not going to make it, it doesn't matter. I'll find another work. Uh, and I think that opened a lot of doors for me because I stopped feeling pressure. And also I reevaluated what it's like. There's no one person who is the same like the other. So once you discover your authentic self and you show up in the room with that, either people relate to that or not, but there's no such thing as competition. So that was a great lesson for me in the beginning. And also this job is all about, you know, your energy, your passion and the way you communicate with other people. It's not a job you do by yourself. Um, and a lot of times, if you if you love the teams that you work with, you kind of travel around the world and it, it's really fun. So I think it's much more than things that you see from the outside. There's so many amazingly beautiful and different people in the world. But, you know, and beauty is such a subjective kind of thing. Like, I'm glad that there's so much more diversity now in the business. So it's much more things from the inside and your groundness and authenticity. That's what I think is important. Yeah. Be in a completely new country, like all alone without your parents. And I have so much respect for you for being able to do that. I know that I would just be terrified. And kind of going off of Siri's last question, what was the most challenging part and what is the most challenging part of being a model and like surviving in that industry? 
You know, I think it's just the pace uh, because you have to be ready every day, no matter what. It's almost like being an athlete and you never know what's going to happen today. Like no matter which kind of job you did today, tomorrow, you start anew. So you always have to be ready and packed. And before I had my kids, you know, I literally was on the plane from Brazil to Paris and back to China all over from day to day. I never knew. It's almost like a gypsy type of lifestyle and it's not suited for everybody it can be lonely you miss a lot of your friends birthdays you know you miss all the holidays uh you have to be really focused and you have you have to be healthy absolutely because to survive it a long term you can go from like one fashion week to another and do 10 shows a day it's very physical you have to be you know taking care of your skin and your health more than anything else you know self-care um and just be gentle, you know, and kind of kind of really resilient as well. Absolutely. And I just wanted to add that I admire perseverance. And that's just so amazing how, you know, as a child, you've done so many great things and you're continuing to have so many accomplishments. So congratulations for that. Um, so my next question, um, since you're kind of talking about your routine every day, what does your daily routine look like nowadays during the pandemic? Uh, it is very different. You know, I think time is one of the one of the things that are the most important in life. You know, no matter what you do, we have a certain amount of time. So I think I started valuing my time a lot and saying yes and no much more. Before pandemic, I used to be very hectic, driving all over Los Angeles and doing one thing and another. And now I think it's really kind of helped us to to focus on what really matters, you know. So, of course, my kids, they have Zoom school a lot of times and we have to re redo kind of our schedule with that, you know, readjust and uh, teach them as teachers. So this year I've learned a lot, you know, expanded a lot my knowledge um, in many ways because obviously my, my school experience is very different. And then I think it's really important to, you know, when you wake up to kind of journal a little bit and reflect. I I love dreaming. So, you know, I, I write intentions, I write gratitude lists and then kind of center myself. It's so easy to get distracted with social media these days, you know, and I'm totally had to look back and reflect on that, how addicted you get to all the messages and notifications, especially in this business. So there's definitely like a time in and out of the phone. Um, and I try to kind of recenter and ground and spend time with my kids and animals and my husband. And then, you know, kind of go moment to moment, whatever is most important task. I think that's that's the best thing to go around it. Like, what do I really want to, to do? Like, where would I bring my value to anybody this day? And then just go from there. Yes, I completely agree with that mindset and you are just so versatile in so many different talents um not only do you model but you also um perform stand-up comedy and I personally love stand-up comedy and so I was wondering what was your first memory of performing in stand-up and how were you introduced to it uh yeah you know it's it's an amazing medium. It's almost like flying for the first time. I would compare. <laughs> you really have freedom to do whatever you want. 
And I haven't experienced that, you know, in modeling, everything is like you're almost an object of somebody else's vision and you don't really have a voice. And then in acting, you obviously, you know, recite lines or somebody else's vision as well, even though you speak it like it's not specifically something that comes really deep from your heart. And when you do stand up, you're by yourself. There's lights on you. There's nowhere to run. You know, there's a room full of strangers just like hanging out on like every note and they like they they don't need to laugh. You know, they only laugh when it's really funny. So um, <laughs> it was incredible. I think first time is very easy. Second time is more challenging because you have all the expectations. But the first time it's just the adrenaline and the excitement of, you know, having a voice and having something to say is definitely exciting and expressing yourself as your show is called. Yeah, definitely. And I feel comedy is like a way of self-expression. And you perform regularly at the Comedy Store and the Laugh Factory. So why comedy and how do you come up with the content on the spot? Can you give us some insights on that? Of course, yeah. We're actually doing a great show tomorrow with amazing comedians, you know, Kirk Fox, Jeremy Piven, Jimmy Shin, um, Kelsey Cook. So they're all really incredibly established. I'm so excited about it. It's a live show with social distancing. As you know, 2020, all the clubs have been closed and, you know, they've been taking care of everybody staying healthy. Um, so, But we find different ways. Um, the way I started doing comedy is because I used to, I wanted to do stage when I started doing acting and I was doing a film with Woody Allen in New York called Fading Gigolo. And I couldn't, I remember just being really frustrated with trying to find Russian roles or any productions. You know how as an actor, sometimes you're like, okay, I'll wait for the phone when somebody calls me and needs me. And there were just not a lot of, you know, storytelling stories that I would fit in, um, you know, with my archetype. So Woody kind of was doing stand-up, we're shooting at Carlisle and that click in my mind that maybe stand up, it, it is like stage time. And I just, all I need to do is to know how to write jokes in third language. <laughs> and um, I called the writer, Jerry Corley, who, you know, used to work with Letterman and helps a lot of comedians to start out. And we started working out, you know, we started learning what is funny and kind of the math of comedy. And then you find your own voice. I think for every comedian, it's so important, like no matter what the rules are of comedy, you have to to find your own funny, and it takes a lot of experience to do that. Yeah, yeah. and especially um, since English wasn't your first language, how, when you, like, got into that business, how did you learn English? I think it helped me a lot, you know, with just my pronunciation, because you may have to make sure that people understand what you are saying, and it is still a it's still a struggle, but I think it's funny. Um, I think comedy is all about authenticity. And a lot of times, you know, how people react to 80% of your energy and presence and only 20% to what you actually say. So, um, you know, as long as you acknowledge everything that's happening in the room, you can find the funny. And it's also not about you. It's also about, you know, the audience and small reactions, you know, and it's so intuitive that you just have to be really, you have to be present. That's all you basically need. And a lot of comedians that I know, they have stutter, they have different accents, they have so many challenges. And 
people find it funny if the comedians find it funny. I think you have to really enjoy yourself first and yeah. foremost. You know, that, that's where it comes from. Yeah, I agree. I feel comedy, it unites people and we all need a good laugh now and then, especially during this time. So thank you for doing what you're doing. So kind of transitioning into your acting career, you have done several films, including Likeness, Bad Moms, The Gentleman, and so many more. What is your most memorable experience in your acting career? And do you have any funny or memorable stories you'd like to share? I think it's always the first one. Of course, I've done, you know, some shows in Russia, which were kind of like SNL. And I was a child. I wasn't quite understanding what I was doing. But I remember uh, getting my first role in likeness with, um, you know, director Rodrigo Prieto, who was cinematographer for Babel and Wolf of Wall Street. And it was a film with Elle Fanning. And it was all about, you know, kind of teenagers and actually their body image and perception and I remember just auditioning and they asked me to to share my darkest moments and you know everything and I remember just crying and like going through all range of emotions and how exciting it was it wasn't only about how you look or you know anything that people would put on you you actually were collaborating in the room and just you know Elle was fantastic to work with it was a very dreamy Film. It was part of the Tribeca I think, Film Festival. I think it won some prizes. So it was definitely very exciting. Then I worked with Gillian Green Ramey. Um, I worked with Gillian Green Ramey, who is an um, incredible director. You know, she we've done Fanboy, and it's a short film. It was really exciting as well. I didn't know what I was doing, but I think it was just the beginning. Of course, I think it's really important to take acting classes or kind of grow as a person uh, no matter where you are if you really want to pursue it yeah that sounds so like fascinating I've always wanted to get into acting and I've always wondered what that was like and that just sounds so fun and I also was curious kind of going back to modeling um since you performed in Paris Fashion Week I was curious what is it like behind the scenes in fashion shows that that are so like big like that and what is the routine the week before as well sure first of all I hope you get into acting and I hope to see you on the set somewhere Uh, and uh, talking about fashion shows it is really high adrenaline environment you know girls do maybe 10 shows a day and it's four weeks you do one week in New York one week in Paris one week in London so by the end like in Milan or you know whatever is the last week you just been through it you know you know the girls and you kind of like a traveling circus um, it it takes a lot, you know, it takes a lot of stamina because you have makeup, obviously, from one show to the other. You run around, people teasing your hair. You have to express that whatever the designer wants, you know, somebody wants glue on your face and somebody else wants like a crazy hair. And you just have to be part of the vision. You have to be very patient. And as I said, have a good self-care routine, you know, flying from plane to plane with all this makeup and things like that. Um, it takes a lot 
just for girls to start out because designers don't know you. So you have to run around uh, weeks prior, just meeting all the designers and doing castings and knowing how to walk and have presence and have energy. And then going back to the fitting and maybe waiting till 4 a.m. I remember doing a show for Alexander McQueen and we were literally at the fitting, I think, till 5 a.m. And the show was like next morning, you start the whole routine. Um, it is a marathon, but it's really exciting you know, there's just so much creative energy and um, every it's almost like a rock star lifestyle, I would describe it. So, as, you know, as long as you really enjoy, you know, the highs of that, you get through that. You know, it's, it's one of a kind experience and it, it's definitely one of a kind. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like a great experience. And I'm sure you probably became really close with the other girls and you've built like these really tight knit relationships since you're like with them almost like all the time. Um, so my very last question for you, you are a strong advocate for environmental causes around the world. Can you tell us a little bit about the charities you work with? Absolutely. Uh, well, now doing stand-up shows in pandemic, we actually try to give back as much as we can and raise money for, you know, people who really are in need. Um, currently with the environment, I work with a few organizations. On Earth Day, we're going to do something with the organization called Cancer Schmancer. And it's an organization that was started by Fran Drescher, amazing actress and activist and cancer survivor. And what she does is she comes to your house and they detoxify, they teach you how to detoxify your house with everything, you know, cleaners and water and like anything that we use. So I think it's a really cool foundation. They have a film that I did with Jamie Foxx uh, for cancer, anti-cancer schmancer. And it's really cool because it's talking about cancer for, you know, about kid for kids, audience, and it's not an easy subject. And I think they did such a great job. Obviously, we couldn't put this event together. So we're hoping to do it next year, kind of to raise awareness of like non-plastic, you know, for water use. And uh, I also work with um, from the Heart Tribe, and we go with my kids to collect plastic from beaches. And, you know, it's all local communities, which I like. You start small. It's all hands-on. So you know where, you know, your effort goes and what does it do specifically. Um, environmentally, those are the two big, you know, organizations that I work with. But there are definitely many others, you know, for homelessness and different awarenessness about cancer and things like that, that I work with. That's so great. I really love how genuine you are and how you're doing so much good to the world. And I really, truly appreciate that. Thank um, you, guys. Yes, I really mean it. Um, so my next question, actually, um, I'm sure that a lot of people listening to this right now, they aspire to become a model in the future. Um, so what words of wisdom would you give them based on your years and years of experience? Of course. Um, I think it's a, it's a great profession for anybody to kind of find your voice and self-confidence. And I'm so grateful for the community and for the fashion industry to have much more diversity, you know, in fashion and what is really beauty, you know, questioning every day and expanding those horizons. Because when I started, there was only one kind of object, you know, one model that you have to be like that. And that's why I had so much struggle with health and things like that. And now I think just being yourself, I think 
being a model, all you have to do, there's so many bloggers, there's so many social medias, and I think brands, they really gravitate towards authenticity. Somebody, if you like a product, if it's authentically resonates with what you do, then just, you know, you can take it, you can do little storytelling. It's all about storytelling now. So if you connect to the product, tell a story about it, post it on TikTok or social media, anything, you know, kind of to spread awareness. And I think brands, they resonate towards that much more than anything that like you see in a magazine, you know, um, that's where I think it's going. I think, you know, reach out directly. It's easy, you know, to 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 get together with a photographer or anybody who likes visual arts and start creating. You know, there's so many platforms. You don't have to fit in the mold. Just be authentically who you are. Find what makes you different and never stop when somebody says, no, it's not about you. It's about them. Just keep going and bring your sunshine and light into the world. I absolutely love that. And that's just a perfect way to end the segment. And you have such an authentic and energetic and genuine personality. And I'm really so grateful to have had the opportunity to talk with you today. Um, But unfortunately, we are out of time for this segment. Um, But thank you so much again, Eugenia. I absolutely loved our conversation today. Listeners, please make sure you check out Eugenia at her website, eugenia-kuzmina.com. And you can also follow her on social media platforms like Instagram at Eugenia Kuzmina. Thank you so much. And please show your love for more segments by donating to the BTSYA 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program at bethestaryouare.org. Keep listening as we have a conversation about fashion in the next segment. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com and the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to Express Yourself. This hour is all about fashion, acting, and comedy. During this segment, Siri and I will be having a conversation about the latest fashion trends. So I've noticed that, especially recently, like in the global pandemic, that masks have now been integrated into a fashion statement. And um, I don't know about you, Siri, like if you have experienced this, like seeing people around um, with different masks and just like the ability to express yourself with the mask you wear. Um, I know that for myself, like at school, it's so fun to see um, how like what people choose to wear. And I see nowadays a lot of people decorate their masks. Mm -hmm. And I think it's such a powerful way to unite us all together. Like what has been your experience with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, My school actually... Um, college we are pretty much virtual so unfortunately I don't see face masks but I do go on walks frequently and I know that a couple of my friends have started these businesses selling face masks and it's definitely it's an art form and I feel it has the same impact as fashion in society in a way that it brings people together and it's it's another way to express yourself so definitely, it's all about being yourself, and that's I feel that's the entire message of this show. Yeah, I completely agree. And like with masks and like talking about fashion, I think that um, it's such a good topic, especially during a global pandemic. I think that a lot of times we underestimate the power fashion has to uplift our spirits, like. I know that for myself, it's been so easy to just wear pajamas every day and just stay in bed, especially with virtual school. But I've noticed that whenever I put on like an outfit that I really like or I just put some jewelry on or just different fashion items, I feel so much better and I feel like it uplifts my spirits. And I think that during the day, I'm really able to focus more and get more things done. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, you know, a lot of people, including myself, we're too invested in education and school and we don't really take the time for ourselves to to express ourselves and to dress up and I've been making uh, this decision to go out every weekend and just dress up and, you know, take time for yourself. It's all about self-love and self-care. And I feel, you know, decorating face masks and fashion, those are all ways to do that. Yeah, I completely agree. Self-love is so important during this time. Um, Eating right, exercising, and just really expressing yourself. I think that like in isolation, it can be hard. Uh, It can feel like you are lonely or you lose your individuality. So I think it's really important that, you know, through fashion and through art, 
it's such a great way to um, showcase who you are and um, to put yourself out there even during this like pandemic and to really connect with others, like how Maggie was saying in the first segment, how um, clothing can really connect us all together, like people of all ages and of all generations. Yeah, I agree. And to go back to your point that, you know, this is a period of isolation, but it really doesn't have to be. You can always stay connected um, with your family and friends. And, you know, it's quite amazing to know that there are companies and corporations like Zoom that have adapted so quickly to the pandemic. And, you know, we would never have predicted that Zoom would become such a huge company. And I think, you know, it's applications like that, which are truly connecting people um, like that and Skype and you know, I really appreciate those companies for being able to connect all of us during this hard time. And just to mention that, you know, Zoom actually, they have this virtual feature where they have like this face mask that you can put. It's like one of their... Um... Oh, I know what you're <laughs> talking about. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I always like love wearing that and yeah, you know, wear masks. That's, that's a really important message. I completely agree. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite fashion trends in 2020? I'm, I'm quite curious. Um, for myself, I really, I think that I really love the gold theme that is now prevalent, um, especially going into this fall season and, you know, um, just the cozy sweater look. And I think I personally love sweaters. Fall is like my favorite season. Yeah, of course. There are just so many different ways to, you know, decorate sweaters. And I guess my favorite uh, trend is like pastel colors. Those those are definitely super cute. Well, oh. unfortunately, Andrea, we are out of time for today's show, but I absolutely love this conversation. Thanks for listening to Super Smart Sundays here on Express Yourself. Please support Be The Star You Are and find information on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs at bethestarur.org. And I'm Andrea Smith. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. And thanks to our guests from across the world. And a huge thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. Be your authentic self, embrace fashion, and happy, happy Thanksgiving. As always, remember to speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine. Between the lines If you would let yourself go